Our scripture has come from uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 4, verses 13 through 14. Hear these words. Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks from the water that I will give will never be thirsty again. The water that I give will become in those who drink it a spring of water that bubbles up into eternal life. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. If you're able to join us last week, I, I spoke about um, when I, after college, I went hiking on the Appalachian Trail and I brought a tent with me for a while, but I didn't really use it. It wasn't really necessary in what I was doing. There were all sorts of shelters in, throughout the East Coast, throughout the trail from Maine to Georgia that I was able to stay with. There was also another tool that I brought from home that I eventually sent home, but one I should have kept a little bit. It was a, it was a water filter. So I grew up as a Boy Scout growing up that I knew I had to boil my water. I knew I had to filter my water. Growing up in Texas, there wasn't ex- any mountain springs I ever came across. Um, I had never seen like fresh water um, gloriously pouring forth from a, a clear mountain uh, morning. It was like there was a creek um, or a creek. There's the bayou. You don't want to drink from the bayou. Um, I, I grew up near the Brazos River that is about as, as muddy as a, you know, a sand pit after a rainstorm. And uh, didn't, none of that water was very appetizing for me to drink. I mean, I, I knew about that there was bacteria in water. I knew about the giardia or parasites that you can't tell how important it was to, to boil, to filter, to use iodine, all of these things. After a week, though, of filtering water when I was hiking on the trail, I I started to notice that I would stop by a water source, and I would be pumping my water, filling my water bottle, and other people would come up and just put their bottle down and then keep on going, as I just sat there and pumped. Eventually, I got got tired of doing that. I was tired of waiting. I I was trying to get going, and so as I was, I think I was... 21 years old, and you know, not 21 year olds don't always make the best of decisions in life. Um, but I, I started to not filter my water, and I, I developed because I knew all the bad things that could happen. I knew there could be a lot of things that um, that went wrong to try and develop a sense of of judging a water source as I came across it. Does the water come directly out of the mountain? Um, do I see anything, any living objects above it? Is there a farm above the water source? If there is, I don't want to drink it. Um, but if it, if it comes out of the mountain and if I don't see anything that could um, damage it, then I would, I would try it. Are there any animal markings nearby, um, especially not above it? Uh, if, if not, then kind of trust the water. If I, if I came across, if I saw some animal markings, if I saw some scat near a water source, or if I, this is true, I happened upon a spring that had a dead moose in it, not a good water source. Uh, um, avoid, yep, avoid the dead moose. You can kind of tell this is not, this one is not good. Now, I'm not saying that you should go off and say, now, now preacher told me I could drink any water I want. That's not true. Again, I was 21 years old. It's, don't take recommendations from anyone who's 21 years old. Um, but, but one of the reasons why every single you know, wilderness book, every single park ranger, every single um, park you go to says that you need to boil the water, says you need to filter it if you can, is because if the water is bad, it can knock you out. 
you're, 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 you're done for for a long time. Bacteria, you'll be sick for a little bit. A parasite, you could be sick for six to nine months, maybe a few years if it really gets in you. Bad water is very bad. But we need water. Whether you're in the wild or not, you need water to live. You need a good source of water. My friends, we are continuing our series on survival, on looking about how to live in the wild, but also how to live in the brokenness of this world. How some of the skills to survive in the wild can be applied to understanding how to survive and thrive in God's creation. The reading today comes from the Gospel of John in chapter 4. Chapter 3, the the one before, has, has the famous verse, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Before that passage, uh, Jesus is at a camp and Nicodemus, the, the Pharisee, comes in the night. He comes in the night so that nobody notices. And he comes and asks Jesus, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says, you must be born again. And Nicodemus, who was a very serious man and takes him seriously, is like, does that mean I need to go back inside my mother's belly? And Jesus, thankfully, doesn't laugh at him, but says, no, you were born once of the flesh and then once of the Spirit. And this conversation gets him to, for God so loved the world that he gave his Son, so that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. We then get to John chapter 4, and Jesus is walking through Samaria. Jesus is walking through Samaria in the middle of what is now Israel, and he is thirsty And he comes across a well. And there is a Samaritan woman at the well. And Jesus doesn't go up and serve himself. He comes to her and says, please give me some water. And she is shocked by this. She knows, she doesn't know he's Jesus. She doesn't know exactly who he is, but she knows he is a Jew. And she knows what Jews think about Samaritans. She knows that Jews think Samaritans are unclean. They are dirty. They're always dirty. They can't, nothing good can come from their hands. So for her to serve him is for her to serve him something that is unclean. So she is shocked by this. And she says so. She says, why are you asking me this? I'm unclean. Jesus then says if you had known who I am, if you had known who is asking you, you would be asking me for living water. Her response is, that sounds awesome. How do I get that? Where can I pick up some living water? This, this well is kind of, kind, of, kind of getting old on me. And that's when we get to the passage that I read earlier. Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. The water from the well, the water the woman was getting for herself and then serving to Jesus. You drink that water, you will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks from the water that I give, that Jesus gives, the living water, will never be thirsty again. Again, we need water as humans to survive. We constantly need it. There is never a maximum point at which you don't need water anymore. We will always need water. Whether you're in the wild or here in Spicewood, you need water. Water. How much water people drink is something that has changed over the last few years. People are focusing more on drinking more water, staying hydrated. Not getting enough water is a problem. I notice 
myself sometimes when I'm in the afternoon and I'm kind of drowsy and lagging. It's mostly because I'm dehydrated, not because of anything else. I have a few cups of water and I'm feeling better. People notice how much it helps for, for your health to drink more water and less drinks, liquid drinks that are not water. It's amazing. My, my children and, and the friends of, of my kids who just have water bottles and drink water all day long, and I can't imagine children of even my generation drinking water um, and not drinking, like, apple juice, which is, like, sugar times 10, or, um, you know, or, or Sprite or Dr. Pepper or all of these sodas constantly. It, was so, it would have been pulling teeth to get me to just drink water as a child. But kids today are, are used to it. They're in this habit of drinking water, which is so good for them. But even still, if you drink enough water, you will, again, you will again need it tomorrow. What is this living water of which Jesus speaks? Jesus offers not just a sip of water, but a spring. A spring, a healthy and flowing spring. And this is the radical thing that's going on here. A healthy and flowing spring inside of you. A spring from which will well up eternal life. A spring that will not run dry. Jesus is showing us what new life is about. It is something totally new. It is different from the life before. And when you have it, you don't need to seek those old sources of water you did before. You don't need to do the same things you did before. When you have it, it is offered for you. Now, as a, as a father and a pastor responsible for others, I recommend if you come across water in the wild to boil it at least five minutes, filter it if you can. If you have some iodine with you, that also helps. We went to uh, Big Bend a few years ago, and we have gone as a family for a while. I've gone as, um, since I was about 17 um, pretty regularly, when I used to go in um, the Chisos Mountains of Boot Canyon, it was just a pipe in the wall. And the last time we went, it was actually flowing. There was a spring in Big Bend. But, you know, as a, as a much more responsible adult than I was when I was 21, we, we gathered the water, we used it for cooking and, and cleaning, we used it um, and boiled it before we put it in our water because there are bad sources of water still. Jesus gives you the grace of eternal life, the water that you can come to again and again and again, to which you are no longer thirsty. You are satisfied because God is with you. But there are also sources of spiritual water in this world that are bad, that will make you sick. There are spirits that call on you to return to again and again. They will harm you and deceive you. One of the, the hardest spiritual waters that, it, that is offered in this world, is trusting only in yourself. And this gets back to, to the Old Testament, especially to the, the book of Jeremiah. He lays it out harshly. Chapter 17, he says, Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes his flesh his strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is like a shrub in the desert and shall not see any good come. He shall dwell in the parched places of the wilderness in an uninhabited salt land. Like a shrub in the desert or like a shrub in the hill country in the middle of summer <laughs> is the person who trusts only in themselves and in their own strength. Sure, it rains sometimes. I heard rumors that it rained 
almost a week ago. I don't remember it. I look around, I don't see any difference. But it sometimes rains. But when, when the drought comes, when the forecast for the 10 days is 100 degrees and nothing else, where does the water come from? If you trust only in yourself and in those forecasts, where does the water come from? Jeremiah continues in chapter 17. O Lord, the, the hope of Israel, all who forsake you shall be put to shame. Those who turn away from you shall be written in the earth, for they have forsaken the Lord, the fountain of living water. The Lord is the fountain of living water. When Jesus speaks of living water in John 4, he's clearly alluding to the book of Jeremiah in offering living water to us. Jesus is offering the Lord, the present and full and flowing Lord of all creation who loves you, who forgives you, who sees you and desires to be with you. God also calls us together. God calls us together as the church to discern together, to make sure we're drinking the water of life. As I said with the kids earlier, sometimes you have two glasses of water and you can't tell the difference just by looking at it. You need a group together to discern that, to discern whether we are drinking the truth and goodness and beauty of Jesus Christ, the Word made flesh, the eternal Son of the Father. You can spend with that. You can spend your whole life drinking from the bad waters and it not go wrong. This is like you, can, you know people in your life who maybe don't make the best life decisions, don't follow the Lord, and things turn out for them. They don't receive the consequences of their actions. Well, there are people who do follow God, and they, they only receive suffering. It can be harsh. It can be harsh to look out and see that the, the consequences and the causality don't always respond to our actions. People don't just do things because they think they're bad. I mean, I think it's only in movies where people say, like, I'm bad, so I'm going to do the bad thing. Most, every action a person does is because they think it is good. Whether or not they are, they are 6 or 16 or, or 60, they, their desires and their actions are because they think it is good. Now, some, some people distort those in their own head because they think, well, if you say I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do the opposite of whatever you say. If, if, you know, if Christians say I should do this, I'm going to do this other thing. If my parents say I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this other thing. If my neighbors say I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this other thing. Those, those, those twists, twisted nature of so much of the judgment in this world, confusing the water of life from the waters of, of self-satisfaction and self-destruction. If your only spiritual water is found in yourself and in your strength, it will run dry. But this day, my brothers and sisters, for us as individuals, for us as a church, we need to return again and again to a spring that God has given you. God has given you a source of water that will not run dry. It is not in the mountains of Tibet. It is not in the mountains of Appalachia or Big Bend. It's not from an island in the Pacific. It is right here. The living waters of Jesus Christ are offered 
for you, are offered for you, given to you by Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. You don't have to go across the world. God already loves you. We are God's children. Here and now, you have living water. You don't have to become someone you're not. You don't need to be someone you think you should be. You are already loved and forgiven. Here and now, we are God's children. What we shall be has not yet been revealed, but the living water of new life is already here and offered for you. The good source that will not run dry, that you are loved. The assurance that you are forgiven. The conviction that there is more to life, that God has offered you a purpose beyond just yourself and your strength. This day, you can choose to seek this water. You can choose to receive this life. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for offering us the living water of new life. Remind us to return to the source of your love. Protect us from bad sources that harm us and our neighbor and help us to draw closer to you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.